Access matters. Access matters. Access matters. Access matters. Access matters. A podcast of Ira with Janine Stanley. Episode 5, Access on Target with Steve Decker. Welcome to episode number 5 of Access Matters. I'm Janine Stanley, Director of Customer Success and Engagement here at Ira, and I'm going to be talking today about shopping and the retail world in terms of access and why it matters. In this episode, we introduce some of our animations. Yes, we are going to have some animations here. These are going to be cartoon people in the Ira colors. So if you hear about some blue people, don't worry. We hope these animations will help you get the picture of some of the things that we talk about when we talk about access. Background is a black and white photograph of a supermarket aisle. Overlaying this photo are two animated people standing next to each other, facing the viewer. On the left is a woman with light blue skin, a long black ponytail, a puffy white jacket, black pants, and a shopping basket hanging from her right arm that's filled with groceries. She's looking to her left, interlocking her left arm with a man she appears to be helping through the supermarket. He is slightly taller than her with white skin, blue hair, a black jacket, blue pants, and glasses. He holds a black cane that moves from left to right as the video plays. Before we meet today's guest and learn a bit about how his company has embraced access, I would like to educate everyone, in case you don't know, about the many ways that someone might be able to do some independent shopping if they are blind or low vision. Don't you have someone to help you? What? That's what we typically hear when we go into a place of business, a medical facility, anything. There is a misguided perception that people with disabilities have caretakers. Really? That's definitely not always the case, and definitely not what many people would prefer. After all, if I had someone with me, chances are I wouldn't be coming to the service counter. Okay, I get it now. So, let's imagine yourself as someone who is blind or low vision. You've taken an Uber to a big box store, and you decide that you were going to go in and get a few things. You have several options here when it comes to access and when it comes to actually just the whole mechanics of shopping. You can certainly walk in, find the service desk by asking people, or if you know where it is, just get yourself there and ask for someone from the store to assist you. You can ask other customers as you walk through the store. This usually works if you know the store really well and or you can use technology. The video shows a supermarket shelf filled with canned soups and broths. Overlaying this photo is an animated woman with long blue hair, white skin, a black t-shirt and black glasses. She is holding a blue cell phone in her left hand and it is pointed toward the shelves. As the animation plays, the phone moves back and forth, magnifying the price sticker that's on the shelf. To navigate the store, to choose items, to be able to browse. Browsing is something that, as a blind person, I really didn't think I'd be able to do once I lost all of my reading vision. So it's really fun to browse if you're able to with the right technology and the right circumstances. The background is a black and white photo of a supermarket shelf filled with a selection of boxed teas. Overlaying this photograph is an animation of white hands. The right hand is holding a blue box of tea and the left hand is holding a cell phone that is taking a video of the box of tea. 
As the animation plays, the left hand holding the cell phone moves around, capturing video of different angles of the tea box, slightly magnifying the text on the box. Access can look really different to different people. Somebody with low vision, for example, may shop completely differently than somebody who is totally blind. My husband, who has low vision, goes by color, shape of package, etc., to look at new things or to buy the brands and items that we usually use. I, on the other hand, like to go and read things in the aisles, look at descriptions, look at prices to see if there's any product that I might be missing that we're not using. I also rely a lot on location on the store shelves. And anybody who's in retail, you know the proper positioning and placement of items is a huge part of the retail experience. When we're shopping for something other than groceries, let's say clothing or household maintenance kinds of things, we usually do this together and we employ a host of technology to make that happen, from visual interpreting to AI-based apps that can identify objects to barcode and QR code readers. The background is a black and white photograph of a supermarket's deli section with fresh vegetables on a cart in front of the cheeses and meats. Overlaying this photograph are two animated people. On the left is a woman with long black hair and blue skin, and she is wearing a long-sleeved white sweater and white glasses. In her right hand, she is holding a blue and black cane. To her right, there is a man who appears to work in the supermarket. He is slightly taller with short black hair, white skin, and is wearing a black t-shirt and a blue apron with the name Louie printed on a small white tag. He holds a pepper in each hand, and as the animation plays, his hand with a pepper in it gets closer to the woman. And yes, actual human beings in the store. Let's not forget them. Here is my ultimate access animation. The background is a black and white photograph of a supermarket shelf filled with bottles of mouthwash. Overlaying this photograph is an animated woman with wrinkled blue skin and pinned back white hair. She is wearing a black shirt with a white cardigan and is pushing a shopping cart. A blue cane is hanging on the left side of the cart. The shelves have braille next to the price stickers. As the animation plays, she moves her right hand left to right as if reading the braille and selects one of the mouthwash bottles from the shelf to place in her cart. I wish there was Braille on the shelves. That would be a lot of Braille. But there is technology that can read the barcodes displayed on the shelves if they are in a database that that particular app or device uses. This lady is actually taking her time, making her way independently. Access isn't just for blind and low vision people. Access is for everyone. So that's going to mean lighting. That's going to mean Things as strange-sounding as your floor tiles and the acoustics in your store. They play a big role in how people navigate the store, how people find the store, and the independence that they can have in that store. In this episode, we're speaking with Steve Decker from Target. Target was one of the first national retailers to adopt the Ira app to assist their customers. Steve is a Senior Manager of Accessibility for Target. Welcome to Access Matters, Steve. It's great to be here. Thanks, Janine. Target has been an Access Network partner of IRA for a long time now. And 
I would first like to let everybody know, just in case someone has been under a rock somewhere, tell us a little bit about the Target company. Absolutely. Target is a Fortune 50 retailer with nearly 2,000 stores across all 50 states. We have nearly 400,000 team members. We also, of course, have a very large online presence uh, for our Target.com website and our iOS and Android apps. So you can get things in many ways, um, many places at Target, uh, one of the one of the largest retailers and e-tailers in the country. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Steve Decker before we get into the questions? I was born uh, totally blind. I've always had a really strong interest in technology and using technology to solve problems and create opportunities for people with disabilities. You know, I've worked on uh, the accessibility team at Target for over 11 years. And before that, I taught blind and low vision folks how to use assistive technology, among other skills. I think it's given me a really unique perspective on accessibility, seeing how and where users might struggle how the learning curve of things like screen readers can be quite steep, really. And then just the critical role designers and developers play in making sure things are accessible to all of us. Aside from that, I live in Minnesota with my family. I've got a, a wife and three daughters. They're five, eight, and 11. Oh, my. I also have a Bichon <laughs> Chitsu mix and a bearded dragon. So oh, wow. A full house. You began talking about accessibility and We'll get to design here a little bit later, but we ask everyone who comes to our podcast, what does access mean to you? You know, approaching it from a digital lens, uh, I fully realize there are many ways to define access, but I find the WCAG principles helpful. And for those who aren't industry insiders, WCAG is the Web Content Accessibility Guidelines. So looking at anything from a physical building to a digital experience, you know, I like to ask myself, is it perceivable? Is it understandable? And is it operable? So many people use their computers with a mouse and, you know, really computers are designed to be used in this way, but they can also be used with keyboards, with voice input, screen readers, and lots of other technology tools. And so my job at Target is to make sure that everyone has full access to our website and our apps really by any method they so choose to use. The one thing that is sort of a juggling act, I, I'm seeing all these balls in the air right now, is that you have physical locations, you also have a website and a mobile phone app. And access looks a little bit different in each of those places, right? That is right. You know, when it comes to apps, we have a lot of developer guidelines that we can follow and design guidelines from Apple and Google and others. When it comes to websites, of course, we've got a lot of you know HTML standards and things that we can follow. To think about stores, though, when it comes to our stores, this gets a little bit out of the scope of my team since we're focused on digital accessibility, but we train our team members on how to interact with people with disabilities. And so this includes, obviously, the basics, treating everyone with respect, awareness of service animals and guide dogs and so forth. We also have team members ensuring that our buildings are really designed to meet physical ADA requirements, the widths of the aisles and openings and things like that. And of course, we do offer IRA, as you mentioned, as a, we're a proud access partner. Yes. Uh, we offer IRA to all of our guests for free, uh, both in stores and online. If I can talk for a second about the online side of things, 
my team is a team of really knowledgeable accessibility subject matter experts, uh, including people with a wide variety of lived experience with disabilities. I just can't emphasize the importance of that enough. I love that. I just want to wave a giant banner and say, you know, nothing about us without us. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Love that saying. Our consultants really embed with teams building the features, you know, so cart and checkout, our product listing pages and our product details, our order tracking experiences, our account management experiences, all of these things we embed with these teams to ensure that accessibility is just fully thought of in all phases of work, right? So these teams are comprised of developers, designers, or as we call them, engineers, product managers who kind of guide the features, you know, what things we're focusing on, what order and so forth. And accessibility is woven into all these teams do, whether it's checking, you know, design, um, design guidelines and the use of colors to make sure there's enough color contrast, or even testing code, making sure everything's compatible with screen readers and keyboards and, and others. And so we just, I can't stress enough the importance of embedding early and often, you know, we can help shape how things work and how they look and feel before they're built. So we're not coming in after the fact and saying, hey, all this work you did, now we've got to redo it and, ah. and think of accessibility. And you are really answering probably my next question here about the built-in versus the bolted-on kind of accessibility and showing the real strides that Target has made. Now, Target has a lot of services to offer in the digital space. Can we talk about some of those services and how really unique they are and some of the strides that your team has been making to make those services accessible? So some of the services that, that I would highlight, I know I appreciate as a blind person, are a lot of our same-day delivery services. Oh, yes. And so like anything else, we ensure it's fully accessible out of the box. I find it much easier to shop for groceries online. Mm -hmm. um, occasionally, I'll go into a store to pick up a very a specialty item. I really appreciate the Target offers online grocery shopping. You can order things delivered through our company Shipt. That's S-H-I-P-T. So if you have a Shipt membership, you can use that through the Shipt app, but also you can use it with the Target app. And if you do use it with the Target app, you can link it to a Target Circle membership, which uh -huh. is a free membership program we offer. Unlike some other retailers, we don't charge for membership. This links you to digital coupons, which I don't know about you, but oh, yes. I find much more accessible <laughs> than paper-based coupons. Of course, you can also then, if you're using the Target app, you know, the 5% red card savings on everything you, you buy is also really appreciated and it's great to get everything delivered. We also have uh, where you can order ahead for pickup in store. You know, sometimes we like to go to the store to look at things with our hands, right? Yes. We want to we wanna feel them, we want to ask questions, of maybe an IRA agent. And so sometimes we need to get our hands on things, but at other times, you know, if you just need to pick up some milk on the way home from the office or, you know, anywhere, you can order things for pickup. And you can do that then by either walking into our customer service counter, guest services, or you can use DriveUp. And the really cool thing we've done with DriveUp is that we knew not everybody would have the same vehicle every time. So you can indicate your make and model of car, the color and so forth. There's a numbered space and uh, and you can tell the app what space you're in. You can check in, say I'm on my way, and you can indicate when you're there. And a team member will run everything out to your car for you. 
It works really well with ride shares or if you're just riding with a friend or family that. member. I, I was itching to try it with rideshare, actually. It works really well, super fast. We heard uh, recently of someone actually using it with a stroller. Ah. So, you know, I would be careful of traffic and so forth. But it's pretty cool that uh, somebody just pulled a stroller into a spot and had their things brought out to them. And that is super useful as well if you're using any kind of mobility aid, like a scooter or something like that. And you've got a Target store within walking distance or very close. There are some other things on the website that these are really things that took some engineering, but things that are offered in terms of, oh, let's say I want to do some home decorating. This was one I never thought of, actually, that you all have on the website that could be made accessible. And it really surprised me that your team was working on actually making it accessible for blind people. I hear about all these great design apps where you can take a picture of your room and try different furniture. And I think, oh, that's not for me. Ah, no, I could never use that. But tell us a little bit about that target experience. There's 3D experiences. There's augmented reality experiences, things where you can design a nursery, you can design a bedroom, you can design a living room. And, and it's kind of it's kind of on the cutting edge, and it, it pushes the limits of what is easily possible with assistive technology and accessibility, right? So we know that we can label all the controls, we can describe our images, right? We can use alt text, we can use headings and so forth, mm-hmm. website basics. But then I think that's also where Ira can come in and can be super useful. I would encourage folks to use it on a desktop so that uh, if they want the Ira agent to take control, you know, click on things with a mouse a little bit. But of course, everything is accessible enough that you can easily follow along with what they're doing with your screen reader of choice. And so, you know, you can do things like taking a picture of your room in kind of um, three dimensions, and then you can grab furniture and art, put it in the room, rearrange it, place things on walls. And sometimes it can really help to have an agent's perspective with some of those subjective elements. You know, do these colors look good together? Oh, yes. One of the first things I used Ira for for online shopping wasn't quite that complex, but buying a shirt to wear under a cardigan, I could take a picture of the cardigan and say, help me find something that matches this. Uh-huh. So they could shop along with me. You know, our website, when you search for products, has a lot of nice large pictures that are really easy for people to skim through quickly. And of course, we can we can skim through things by headings and so forth, but being able to really get that view at a glance was really helpful. It was a big time saver for me. And then the really cool thing is once I got to the checkout porch and, you know, adding things to cart, do I want to do any other shopping? I didn't need an either agent there. Mm-hmm. So I have enough screen reader skills. I'm, I'm quite comfortable and I could take it from there. But that also brings me to the point that, you know, having been a teacher previously uh, to blind adults, you know, some people may have just lost their vision and, and some people, you know, everybody wants to shop, everybody needs to buy things. And so, you know, having a service like Ira is still really important there, knowing that not everybody has the same technical skills. Yeah, that's sometimes a difficult one because those of us who are kind of screen reader ninjas or uh, low vision ninjas will go in there and, oh, this is fantastic. And we forget that there are people who are just starting down this journey of sight loss to try to figure out how their lives are going to, kind of, their reality is going to mesh with what they're used to. It is 
back to school season right now, but that's not the only thing that's going on. I know the retail industry has its seasons and its events and things like that, but there are some new and exciting things going on at Target. Tell us about them. Absolutely. We've really been leaning into our drive-up service. You know, we love folks to come into the store as always. Our team members are, I think, the best team members in retail. But some really awesome things with drive-up that uh, we've launched recently is that you can now order your Starbucks at drive-up. So you can place an order. Yeah, you can get anything you need. Apple Blast or pumpkin spice latte coming up in the fall here. yes, I can't wait. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) After September 1st, folks. I think the other thing I would highlight then is that uh, returns, though. You know, returns can be kind of frustrating. It's a little easier for Target because at least you can take things back to stores and return them. Uh, Mail-in returns are something we offer, but they can be difficult. But now you can also do drive-up returns as well. So again, you pull into the drive-up spot, you let them know you're there, they will come out to your car, they'll you can pop your trunk or your back seat or wherever the item is, and they'll they'll take it and process the return for you. You know, often you have to get the items to return to a UPS store, want to mail them, or to a Target store. So this is just another way we're making things more efficient. That's fantastic. Um, We do have a lot of other accessibility things kind of in our future. Uh, roadmap and future radar. They're percolating away. We can't quite share them yet because we don't want to make any promises until mm-hmm. things are, you know, officially launched. But uh, but certainly look for more things from us very soon. There's a lot that we're working on behind the scenes. You know, we're, we're aware of a lot of things like indoor mapping, indoor ah, navigation, yes. things like that. These are things that we we are absolutely constantly researching and investigating solutions for. But don't have anything to share about that quite yet. And there are many solutions to the indoor mapping quest, as it were, and sometimes they can all work together, and sometimes one person's marvelous solution will be another person's nightmare. So so Target is obviously a, a Fortune 50 company. What benefits are there to making things accessible for customers? What, you know, there can't be that many people, especially with visual disabilities, right? So what benefits can a business derive from making their services and their products accessible? Yeah, I love that question. You know, businesses are always looking to hire and retain great talent and people with disabilities are just such a large untapped pool of talent Having disabled people on your teams can really surface other concerns and solutions that others might not have thought of. So, you know, an example I love is that mostly because I'm blind, uh, I've been shopping for groceries online for around 17 years. Got in really early when some of the first companies were getting into it. And so, you know, I and a lot of others at Target provided a really rich level of detail as to the experience, you know, that people have when they're shopping uh, gave Target a lot of experience to draw from when we build our digital experiences in this space. You know, when we purchased, shipped, uh, I think about six or seven years ago, it wasn't fully accessible. And so we worked to bring it up to speed, but we shared a lot of just general usability knowledge about online grocery shopping. And to the point where now, you know, I consider it one of the best and most accessible experiences in retail. And of course, once the pandemic began, you know, oh, yes. obviously... Having a really solid same-day delivery service, even things like drive-up service, having them be really simple and easy to use for everybody generated just a ton of value for Target. 
And it also generated a ton of value for our guests who maybe didn't feel comfortable shopping in stores or, you know, had health risks and things like that with COVID. So it really does bring a tremendous value. And I'm glad that you mentioned the employment angle of all of this because it's not just serving your customers. It's also looking for those talented employees, looking for that new approach to things. With employment and Target uh, does provide IRA and other accommodations for their employees, which we are very pleased about. Now, let's talk about the person with the disability out there, the customer. It's kind of obvious what benefits there are, as you mentioned, with the grocery shopping, but is there anything else that you can cite that are benefits directly for, you know, your average person out there? Does it bring in more customers? Are people more likely? Have you found through any kind of numbers that you probably can't release, but have you found people more likely to shop at Target versus another store because of accessibility? Absolutely. You know, and, and I've, I've seen this from talking to others, and I, I experience it myself. When we find something that works, sometimes there's a higher cost for us uh, to trying something new. You know, we don't want to spend a lot of time shopping on a site only to get to the checkout oh, and then be yes. prevented because it's not fully accessible, right? That's, a, that's super frustrating. And knowing that something is accessible and that it's going to stay accessible, absolutely. You know, and then on, on the other side of it, I like to remind everyone that one out of every thousand Americans works for Target, roughly. Oh, wow. We do have a really robust team uh, in India as well, doing a lot of digital experience building in India. Ooh. And of course, we've got people, you know, sourcing, buying products from all over the world. But primarily, you know, most of our most of our workforce is in the U.S. And so when we build accessibility into our company culture, it really leads to more accessible solutions for people to get jobs, right? Yeah. So I, I am I'm a customer of Target. I am an employee of Target. I've worked my way up through the accessibility team, you know, multiple roles over the years, and now I manage a team of seven people. It's it's great to be able to see more people with disabilities leading people and, and sometimes leading people with disabilities and opening doors, right? We have that, that responsibility to open doors for more people just from a customer-facing side. There are so many things that, that are done for accessibility. Color contrast is just a really simple example. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants low contrast text that's hard to read on the background. Orange or on white. Oh, my. <laughs> it, yes. Right. You know, icons that are hard to distinguish from the background. Uh, we look at focus, right? When you're tabbing with a keyboard, oh, you yes. know where you are. That needs to be that focus indication. Same with a, a mouse pointer, you know, mouse cursor. And so making sure that there's good contrast things like automatic motion you know you land on a page and something is constantly updating it can be really distracting for a screen reader but it also distracts folks with you know cognitive disabilities oh, yes. or people who are just busy when you were considering accessibility solutions and you came upon ira how did target make the decision to go forward with ira i mean we are a pretty new service a pretty new concept uh, visual interpreting, and uh, what what was the thought process of, okay, there's this new technology, we want it at Target? You know, I think it was really attractive on many fronts, right? It was It's cool to be an innovator, a leader, to be able to test things out. I think it 
it speaks to the work that we've done building accessibility into our culture where our leaders don't just see it as a box to be checked or as a, a thing that has to be done, but as something that's cool to do and that has a lot of benefits. And it's, it's also cool to learn from it, right? Like we've learned that uh, online usage can be higher sometimes than in-store usage. That was especially true during the pandemic. I think that really led to a lot of that. But as I mentioned, you know, we're always looking to solve things like indoor navigation. And IRA was a really easy tool. Although nothing is perfect, we can always improve lots of services. Having the human agent there to really be under your control, you know, guiding you where you want to go at your direction, uh, describing things, reading things. It was pretty simple for us to do technically. Oh, we didn't yeah. need a lot of uh, a lot of building things, so that was exciting. But it just also unlocked a ton of a ton of possibilities for us as users of the service, right? As explorers, oh, absolutely being able to go into the store and and shop on our own terms, mm -hmm. as uh, as Ira often says. I personally think. We see this as we study things like self-checkout, which is also a work in progress, mm -hmm. something that we're engaged in, but don't have a lot of other details to share just yet. Oh. We as blind people, especially if we haven't been previously sighted or you know, if we don't have enough usable vision, many of us haven't shopped independently in stores. Mm -hmm. We always go in and ask for assistance, and that's still something you can totally do. And, you know, sighted people ask for assistance sometimes like we don't ever want to discourage that or send the message that you can't do that but by the same token this this teaches us as as users how to shop a little bit right many of us have never used a self-checkout so not everyone's familiar with the flatbed scanner for barcodes and the barcode gun and you know how how all these systems work because we haven't had access to them previously so I will be over that, the moon. I know that's a bit of a long answer to your question. But, yeah, I will be yeah. over the moon when we have a, a fully accessible self-checkout. And I know it's got to be coming very soon. I've seen people do it. I've, uh, I'm going to try it one of these days just for the convenience of it. Although I do love your checkout folks and all of your employees actually at my local Target are great. So if someone wanted to contact you, Steve, for maybe more information about Target, more information about your employment opportunities, where, where would we go to contact either you or uh, how would we reach out to Target? A few different ways. You can visit target.com slash accessibility. If you have feedback, uh, good or bad, about accessibility, we want to hear it, right? We want to know your experience. It's great to share with leaders when something benefited you and, and when, um, when, when you appreciate, you know, something worked really well. Um, but it's also great for us to know when things don't go so well so that we can fix them. We've had guests report issues. Maybe something didn't work as it, as it should have. It wasn't working with their, uh, their screen reader or a keyboard. And they've told us, and we've, we've gone about that and gotten it fixed. The best way to reach out for feedback is emailing accessibility at target.com. Very simple email address, accessibility at target.com. That comes directly to my team, uh, including to me. We have folks monitoring that mailbox and responding to anything that is sent our way, as well as taking that feedback and making sure it gets to the right people to be fixed. Fantastic. Or to be shared positively. On the jobs front, I believe it's careers.target.com. My team doesn't work directly with employment but we do we do work on 
things like the Workday system. Uh-huh. Many uh, yes. Workday is a tool used by many companies for their HR processes, mm-hmm. managing all of that. Also, the job application and onboarding. We do work to make sure that that it's accessible. The teachers target implements within Workday are accessible. You know, having a partnership even with the Workday accessibility team is a really fun thing to do. So. Target has so many different jobs. If you're interested in working for Target, really go to the jobs website and investigate all the different opportunities that are available. You know, there's stores, there's warehouses, there's cybersecurity, there's web developers, app developers, there's people who design clothing and packaging products and all kinds of stuff. People who decide what various departments of Target sell. So if you're interested in working for Target, it's a great company to work for. Definitely investigate what jobs are out there. And we will list all of those websites and email links in the show notes. We hope that everyone will take advantage and reach out to Target and their accessibility team. If you are one of our business partners or if you are thinking about being a partner in the IRA Access Network, we would love you to reach out to Steve and his crew. Thank you so much, Steve Decker from Target. Thank you, Janine. Email Steve and his team at accessibility at target.com. Learn about employment opportunities with Target at https colon slash slash target.com slash careers. This has been Janine Stanley, hoping you'll join us for the next episode of Access Matters. If you have questions or comments about the show, you can email us at accessmatters at ira.io. That's A-C-C-E-S-S. M-A-T-T-E-R-S at A-I-R-A dot I-O. You've been listening to Access Matters with Janine Stanley. This podcast is a production of Ira Tech Corp. To learn more about visual interpreting, visit our website, http colon slash slash Ira dot I-O or email us at access at Ira dot I-O.